MJ. In case we die. You do love me. I do. Even though you said you didn't. And welcome back to a stark contrast where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Jeff. Die, same to you. <laughs> We're here. We here. <laughs> Another two weeks, feeling like a month. I know. Doing things and stuff and stuff and things. Um. Yeah, we've had a busy. Yeah. Another busy time. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I think I. I need a. I need a long weekend. Because. Uh, I need a long weekend. That's at least a week long. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Um. Gosh. Yeah. So much has been happening. Um. Had a really busy weekend. I know you did as well. Yeah. I just got back from New Jersey. Yeah. Um, day mm-hmm. Working. Uh, at a festival. So that was really fun. Yeah. Um, was it a two-day festival? Two-day festival, yeah, but got it on Friday. Yeah. Flew back home Monday morning. Amazing. Um, just working almost pretty much nonstop, but, yep. you know, you always try to find a balance of <laughs> work and play. Bucky, <laughs> I swear, if you press a button <laughs> on my laptop, I'm keeping this in. Hey, Buck, you got to, <laughs> no, Buck, get off the laptop. There you go. It's <laughs> funny. Um yeah, uh, I yeah I was out and about two days of The Last of Us opening up at Gallery Nucleus. Um, oh it's yeah, tenth anniversary of the first game. That's nice. And so they had a they had signings, and I was lucky enough. It's so funny. Like I didn't get tickets for anything else I'd tried for like this past year at Gallery because it's so small. Yeah. And so like even Spider Verse, I didn't get into Spider Verse. Oh my gosh! But I got in for both dates for The Last of Us. And I got the signing sessions, so I got to like mingle with the um, the creators, the creators, which is awesome. Because of course Neil Druckmann was there, and I got to have some words with him, and he was really kind. And it was a great event. Yeah, shout out to um, podcast Bottles and Bricks, the Last of Us podcast, really cool um, fellow who who hosts that show. And I told him I was like, man, when I was considering like, what if I did like a Last of Us podcast? I looked at his name and I was like, oh. I remember being like, dang, that's a good one. And then so I got to meet him and he's really nice and he does a lot of vlogging and stuff. And yeah. so it was really cool because I, I told, you know, another friend, I was like, it almost felt like going to a convention for the very first time because it was like, oh, I've never been around like really hardcore Last of Us fans. I've never. Uh, I always feel like the only one. Mm-hmm. And so this was the first time like people that are like, serious oh, like, like, like one guy went in and he bought six pieces of original art for six thousand dollars you know what i my mean gosh. it was wild um so yeah shout out to all those folks that i met there um it was really fun um and then thanks to jeff uh nudging me i like literally cartwheeled over to the loki <laughs> pop-up <laughs> right after the sunday session so oh wow yeah so i i mapped it out and i was like ah 
I'm out. <laughs> How far so, was it? And it was, it's a drive because it's, I'm, I was coming from Pasadena. That's where the Last of Us thing was? Yeah, I went to Pasadena Oh my twice. God. Yeah, I made that drive. It wasn't that bad. It was like 45 minutes. That's actually not bad. But yeah, it's <laughs> not that bad. bad. It's far, but it's uh, not, yeah, it's, not it's bad. pretty fast. Um, it certainly would have took less to get there than it would have like Universal Studios. 100%. You know I mean? Yeah. But the the trip from Pasadena to Long Beach or Inglewood rather <laughs> that was it's the Inglewood one. right it was yeah it's like the back it's like right in the backyard oh, Inglewood like, okay and so I had to go all the way back that way but I was happy to see it was still going and they yeah. still had donuts and so I picked up my free Miss Minutes donut and a couple of others how was insane like, was it the big donut it's on pretty, top of the building it's funny because like well it's it just looks like it's Miss Minutes. Because <laughs> she's wrapped around the donut. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um and yeah, so I made a, a quick reel on our uh Instagram account. Um the donuts are a little rough. <laughs> they look a little cockeyed. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but they taste delicious. I okay. promise. Yeah, no, that's good. They're fantastic. Um but that was really fun. It, and it was um it was interesting because like I, I felt I was the only one who was there for it. And oh really? I, and I first, like no, like yeah. no one knew. No one You're like, knew. what the hell happened to Randy's donuts? <laughs> like, like a couple of people, a couple of other families, like pulled up just as I did, and then like they like pointed at it and they looked at the Loki thing and they're like, oh, that's cool. But they they didn't. I don't think they knew about the donut. So I rolled up to the window and I was like, oh, you know, like do you have any more Ms. Minutes? And they're like literally putting a shelf in and they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> we got a bunch. And I was like, oh, can I get two? And then, and then he was like, you know, they're free, right? It's one per person. I was like, oh, well, can I get one extra? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And then everybody behind me, like, had no idea. They were like, oh, they're 370 each. Oh, I don't know if I want one. And then the girl was like, wait, what did he say? And I was like, yeah, they, they were, they're free, one per person. Today only. Wow. So it was just for that day. Um, but they do sell them um, otherwise. And I heard somebody else saying that, like, people were in line for two hours to get them the day before. And the day before that, I guess, when they had first launched it. Interesting. And yeah, so people were waiting in line for that donut. Um, how but many, do you know how many days the promotion was going? I don't know. It might it might still be up, but okay. I'm not sure. Up um, until October 6th. I know, Which right? is next on the <laughs> I know. Well, actually, now it's October 5th, so they've, they've pushed it up one oh, day. that's right. Yeah, so, so Loki Season 2 coming in October 5th um, on a Thursday. Interesting. I mean, I guess that's better. Fridays are a little rough because, you know, people are doing stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, other things that are happening, aside Bucky playing with his ball all <laughs> up and down the stairs. It is what it is. <laughs> the, uh, the new look at the Marvels came out. I have not watched that. Did you watch that? I actually did not even watch that. Oh. I have not. Well, yeah. I thought it was just like a 30 second thing. No, and it's I, a I think it was over thing, the yeah. weekend and I was like, I was like, like, ah, I'm working. I can't. Yeah. I can't fine. <laughs> and you know me, I, I was like, no exposure. I can't. Yeah. It's almost here. Um, and so on top of that, of course, the assembled are are out for both Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and Secret Invasion. Um, so all of those things I've not watched yet. <laughs> I've only seen the Guardians one. <laughs> and yeah, like to your point, they're not really, they're not really, they're not really promoting promoting anything. Which is kind of weird. One post on Twitter and Instagram and yeah. it's done. I wonder why, but well, whatever. Um, but be sure to go watch those. I will definitely be doing that when I have a moment next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> True. <laughs> aside that, um, 
nothing else major on the docket, uh, not now at least. And so I guess we can just roll right into the episode because this one's going to be a doozy. Um, and it's one long time coming. But yeah. before all that, a reminder, we are not experts and we don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. And this episode, we will be nerding out over Mary Jane Watson. MJ! <laughs> MJ! MJ, if you so desire. So let's take it right back to the top. Created by Mr. Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, and John Ramita Sr. And so um, Mary Jane is one of the characters that once again, she has a cameo. And then she also has a first appearance. And so we're going to gauge um, the cameo as far as the prices go. Yeah. Um, and so for a... June 1965 comic, Amazing Spider-Man number 25. Mm-hmm. You want to guess that cover price? 1965. Oh, the cover price. Cover price. We're not doing resale prices no, yet. No, no, yeah. 1965. Mm-hmm. Guys have gotten this right once, I think. No, well, you got it twice. Twice? Yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. 1965. 12 cents? Yeah. 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 So here's the cover with a mechanical J. Jonah Jameson. I was going to say, what is that? <laughs> yeah. They, they used to do all these really goofy, like... Covers? Yeah. And stories where it's just like, what kind of goofy mishap can we sure. put Spider-Man in? And so this one happens to involve J. Jonah Jameson. Um, but uh, this cameo, before I, before I get into the prices, there this one's really funny because like, how we've discussed with Rocket Raccoon, for instance, right? Yeah. His first, his technical first appearance is just a cameo because he goes by Rocky. Yes. It's not Rocket Raccoon, yeah. it's Rocky. And so other ones like Yelena Belova, for instance, she never says her name. She just says she's the Black Widow. Yeah, it's a cameo. But it's a, yeah. So Mary Jane's is particularly funny because her cameo, I'm just going to show you the picture. And I'll post this on social what media. Is that? So her face Tap is. It? Oh, sorry. Her face is completely covered. covered. <laughs> and that's her cameo. It's technically her first appearance, but it's a cameo because you don't see her face. So Got it. they're referring to her as Mary Jane. Yeah. But you don't see her face. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. So so anyway, uh, the first actual appearance appearance uh happens in Amazing Spider-Man number 42. So it's another 2 years before you actually see her face in oh the comics. Gosh. And so throughout the entire like 2 years since her her quote-unquote introduction, they just refer to her by name. Oh, Mary Jane. Aunt uh not aunt, but Anna's Anna's uh niece. She, mm. Anna's the next-door neighbor to Aunt May and, and Peter. Yeah. And and they're just talking her up, like, oh, you gotta meet Mary Jane, you gotta meet Mary. And he's like, ah, no, I'm all right, I'm all right. And he's kind of like hovering around Gwen Stacy at this time. And so, um, before we get into all of that, of course, so the cameo cover, uh it, the the cameo comic, <laughs> um, there was not there was not one copy on short boxed, um, but I found one on eBay, a CGC six point five available for three thousand dollars what the hell so I mj mj yeah but that's the cameo it's not even the face cameo. oh yeah it's just the cameo of her with a flower in her face is three grand for 6.5 so you could probably get 
you could probably get like an I, I would say a 9.0 is probably closer to 10 grand uh-huh maybe more That's whereas crazy. <laughs> yeah whereas um again there was nothing on short box at all uh but on ebay there was a cgc 2.5 available for a cool 165 bucks it's barely stitched together but it's something and then you could probably get a raw copy starting around 15 maybe 20 or up um and then for the first full appearance which is by far the issue that if you want to get the, the mary jane like this is the one so amazing spider-man number 42 which was released in uh 1967 once again or 1966 actually i believe and um this is the cover for that one oh and this is where you get the infamous face it tiger yep. you just hit the jackpot yeah so this is the very first panel that you see her face wow and so i would tack on at least a grand or two more on top of any price you find for the other one just for that panel that panel crazy it's it's wild um, I think I've seen the original art floating around somewhere and that alone. <laughs> oh my God. Probably a lot. It's worth like a mint. It's like worth at least 50K or something. Oh my God. Who has it? I know. Show I yourselves. Can't remember. So, so anyway, first exposure to the character. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten my Dunst. My girl, Kirsten. Did you see what she posted on Instagram the other day? Did no. you see that? Mm-mm. Um, she posted a picture, I think, of her, of her, of her child, who, mm-hmm. and he's holding um, uh, a Spider-Man umbrella. So oh. she posted that. It's just a, you see the Spider-Man umbrella, and her caption yeah. is, "She's like, little guy doesn't even know his mom is MJ." Uh, <laughs> and I was oh like, gosh. "Yes, how funny!" So I, I would imagine he doesn't, he hasn't seen the movie. Probably not, but he probably wow. loves Spider-Man. <laughs> how funny is that? Yeah, he probably just knows cartoons. Yeah. interesting yeah. yeah that's really funny but yeah kirsten dunce yeah um easy i know you feel a certain type of way of that take of the character we talked about that in a lot of a little bit previous I mean, episodes just, and i see it i get it yeah. because i rewatched everything and i'm like like oh okay she's playing yeah. kind of this like kind of snarky kind of like yeah hypocritical gas sure. gaslighty a little bit a little bit a little right? bit gaslight yes. now, that I re- now that I've, like when i rewatched it i'm like oh <laughs> Like she's really, really like, like she's like she's like like she's like making Peter feel bad because all she he- makes him feel so <laughs> bad in those films. Like, but you know, like you know, and it, it's not even. Oh my God, Bucky is on a roll today. It's not even so specific that it's like that film, right? It's just that that is that is kind of Mary Jane. That's that's yeah. who Mary Jane is. Is that? And again, of course, like I say all the time, like we're gonna get into it much more as we go along, but. The character of Mary Jane herself is very, let's be real, she's very self-centered. She's a very yeah, self, yeah, yeah. self-serving self type of character, uh-huh. um, all things aside, but I, that's just one of the things about the dynamic, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's funny. They're watching in retrospect and you're like, oh. You know what else was like a funny moment that I, like, I think I recently saw on YouTube just watching clips from huh. that from that trilogy. Yeah. I think it was the first movie. It was so like, Mary Jane wants to become an actor, right? Right. And then... Peter catches Mary Jane coming out of the diner because she's working out of the diner, but she's wearing her trench coat over it. Yep. And then, and then Peter's like, "He's like, why'd you come out of that the diner?" She's just like embarrassed. Da, yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. And basically, so basically, she's working at the diner for some extra money while she's doing auditions and stuff. Exactly. And she was so embarrassed at that. And in my head, I was like, "She's 
why, why is she embarrassed? It's just yeah. a job. Like she's yeah, she's working a job. Like, <laughs> she she can't like she's, like why was she so embarrassed? Because she's talked herself up so hard, right? Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be an actress. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, but she's a server. <gasps> you mean every person in Los Angeles, <laughs> yeah. California? And it's funny that you mentioned that because I posted that meme the other day, and I was like, caption this wrong answer. He said only. it. <laughs> it's like, and so I, I have. We got some good ones actually, so I'll probably post those oh, um, on God. social. But yes, and that's it's that exact scene where she's so like cringy like yeah and then she was like totally gaslighting people yeah. i forget the like the like the lines but she was totally like she's like cause pee uh, yeah and i'm just like and he's like whoa i'm sorry yeah. mj yeah he's like bro what the, what the hell <laughs> yeah it's 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 funny i need to again i need to rewatch all three of them in retrospect because like yeah. i had again I, I i grew up with that trio of films so distinctly same that's what got me into comic into book comic movies books, right yeah and so yeah we'll we'll get into that um, as we go along, I'm, I'm very certain, um, for me, probably again, it's the comics for sure. Cause I used to read the backstories and all the older stuff as a, as a kid. And then, um, of course the animated series doubled down cause I was more like aware of things mm. <laughs> by that time, because like, I'm telling you, like I, when I used to read the comics, I would, again, I would buy these, like, bound, like, trades, essentially, from Barnes & Noble, and they had, like, the yeah. gray parameter and stuff, and so they were floppies, they were, like, 10 bucks, and you'd get, like, 20 issues or whatever it was it in them, and I would just read the heck out of them, so that was kind of more or less my exposure to her, but I still knew Gwen first, which uh. is interesting, but that, again, that might be why I have the certain connection with one sure. and not the other, That's fair. but... When you get to know the personalities, <laughs> they're very different. I just said to a friend the other day, like, she said something, she, she was saying something about, she's like, Di, you're so kind. And it was about somebody that maybe didn't deserve it. And I was like, look, in a world full of Mary Janes, <laughs> you gotta be a Gwen Stacy. <laughs> and she was like, valid. And that's my motto. Um, so... Funny enough, I do not have, she is not in that mini hero book. I do not have a digital card that has something on the back of it. And I don't have a physical card. Of so Mary what are Jane. her powers? What? <laughs> None. What's None. her origin? <laughs> Zero. So I did find a short bio, which more or less gets it all done. And it says, Mary Jane Watson is an actress and a major love interest of Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man. They have had a long and dramatic on and off again relationship. She's one of the few people who know who he is and still supports him as close as a close friend and confidant. So it's basically what you just mentioned with Kirsten Dunst. It's like she's an actor. She's his love interest and she knows who he is. Mary Jane! <laughs> I can't tell if you're doing Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire. That's definitely Tobey Maguire. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Mary Jane! <laughs> Just for no reason. It's so funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. for no reason. I know exactly reason. which one you're talking about. So, Mary Jane Watson, a.k.a. Jackpot, which we'll get into shortly. Um, being a star had always been MJ's goal. And so, she that's an interest she shared both with her mother and her older sister when it came to the comics. And so... Um, her family moved around a lot. Apparently her dad was a teacher of some sort. Uh, and so, whereas some kids might actually go introvert, 
because of the fact of moving and having to make friends each and every time, Mary Jane was more of an extrovert and it helped her be very popular. Basically, she got all of her people skills from moving around. And so um, she was very extroverted, very outgoing from the get go. And she used to star in high school productions of like Romeo and Juliet and a streetcar named Desire and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Very proud about wanting to be a, a star of some sort. Like if she came out today and if they had followed like that that path of the comic book in modern, in, in like Tom Holland's films, I'm almost certain she would have been labeled as an influencer. But they gave that to Betty Brant instead. Oh. Which is kind oh, of interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, and, and as she, she got older, her aspirations grew along with her. And so she started to land roles on Broadway. And of course it didn't, she didn't get there very easily. Um, but inevitably became like essentially a movie star, uh, on top of being a model as well. And so, uh, from the get go, yeah, MJ is pretty much depicted as the girl next door with that special something. Because she's a redhead, fiery yeah. redhead, no doubt. Love that. <laughs> and she's often admired for her beauty and her charisma, as well as the ability to light up the room with her bright personality. Um, and, you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, she's often regarded as Peter Parker's true love. Um, and and just like I said not too long ago, you know, MJ cemented her place in the Marvel Universe with just eight words. Face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. Icon. Icon. Iconic. It's truly iconic. Like, it's always on I would, Twitter. I see it on comic Twitter yeah, all the time. I would never like discount that that is easily one of the most memorable lines ever written. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, and I mentioned this to you before we were recorded, Jeff, is that like up top, like her introduction is so short, but as we go along, there's so much to MJ as far as her intricacies go that we're going to yeah. cover uh, as we go along. So, so yeah, bear with us. But uh, Jackpot. So I mentioned she's AKA Jackpot. This is a very, very new thing. We'll talk about this more later in the show, but um, MJ is officially now the third incarnation of a superhero named Jackpot uh, that originally emerged in 2007. Um, first helmed by Sarah Arnett and then subsequently another woman named Alana Jobson. So um, this is like super duper new. Like I'm talking like August like last oh, month. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is incredibly oh, wow. new. Yeah. So MJ is so new to, to the game, only only having been announced as recent as this summer. So there's there's no more information um, just yet. But uh, yeah, stay tuned for more developments in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and then, of course, that brings us to Mary Jane Watson, portrayed by Kirsten Dunst. First seen in Sam Raimi's 2002 Spider-Man. Last seen in Sam Raimi's 2007 Spider-Man 3. Uh, let's talk about MJ. Love her. <laughs> is she your gal? I mean, I mean, not right now because Zendaya is like amazing, but, <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, like, but it's, I mean, depends who you ask, but yeah, like I said, this was the first, I think, trilogy or movie in general that got me into superhero like yeah. movies. Yeah. Cause I remember like Spider Man one, two, and three, they were just like, especially two. Oh, yeah. It was like, whoa. Two is like, still. Like, what is this? Whew. You know? Yeah. Um, we obviously have, I mean, the iconic Spider-Man kiss in the first one, yeah. in the rain. Yeah. You know, the upside down, like, 
You know, apparently the one that they re-rendered for Into the Spider-Verse, you know how they, they put it in like the flashbacks? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently that's directly rendered from amaz- from Spider-Man from the, from the 1. Movie. I think some, yeah. of them, some of those clips were, right? Something, yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of awesome, actually. Yeah, they so just, mm-hmm. I, uh, like that movie touches like a... That's why I say it's like my favorite, you know, even though people will say like, no, well, ASM is probably the best one. It's like, you're probably right, mm-hmm. but... The nostalgia, like the like where the first trilogy takes me, like whenever I see it, I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I was 2002, 2003. You're kind of like, wow, yeah, like Tobey Maguire is really, yeah, that guy, yeah, Kirsten Dunst, that girl, yeah, you know, it's very true. Um, it was just like a not even another time, but it was like all the right elements at the right time to audiences who had not yet been exposed to any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, sure, Batman was floating around. Other offbeat comic book, lesser-known comic book characters were floating around. Yeah. But there was something about the fact that this horror genre-known director was able to churn out a major, like, character franchise film. Yeah. And so seamlessly with a very unlikely actor, let's be honest, because, I, you know, we've mentioned this in, in our Spider-Man episodes, like, Toby was more or less the underdog when it came to all this stuff. Like, people yeah. never imagined that, like, tiny little Toby Maguire, like Leo DiCaprio's BFF, could yeah. be Spider-Man. And yeah. he showed them all, like bro i can do this and he did because he pumped up he gained the weight he he got the muscle yeah and he still had the acting chops to like he did effectively that, do I think it. that that's what got him see biscuit right yes which he was phenomenal and in then too. you just go on and on i remember seeing mm-hmm. him and like the great he was amazing in the great gatsby yeah one I of my favorite movies yeah um yeah he's oh he's great. also in that movie with uh jake gyllenhaal yeah uh, the, and Natalie Portman, yeah. Yeah, I forget I forget the name of the movie. The but I think he I think he has he has like PTSD. Brothers or something. Brothers something like something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. He has like PTSD and like yeah, he was amazing in that. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, like he's phenomenal, yeah. Yeah. And then of course Kirsten is as well. You know, she's come a long way. She's clearly been in the game for so long. I mean, Interview with the Vampire is like one of my favorite movies. Mm. Um and and <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> I mean Oh my god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Fargo, you know, like she's 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 great across the board. So having them come together into that film and and really like set they really defined It's one of those defining roles for yeah. for them. Yeah. Exactly. And so in the films we're we're first introduced to her within what the first 5 minutes of the film immediately and she's she's kind of donning the homage to Gwen Stacy with the green jacket and the black headband yes and they're in front of Empire University or yeah because they're taking a tour yeah oh the science that's lab he like waves, <laughs> yeah, and, she's, he waves. And, and then Toby's like oh I'm uh, sorry not me <laughs> yeah um and then uh which again the lab scenes were filmed in in the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles Woo! Woo! Um, yeah, so, so like that entire first film, it's, it's interesting because he's so clearly in love with her. She's clearly a popular girl. She could probably get whoever she wants. She was dating Flash at the time, portrayed by Joe Manganiello. Um, and then of course, like there's the weird undertones of Harry kind of interested in her too. Oh, I got to rewatch this movie. Yeah. Man. I'm like quickly, ah. I'm like fast forwarding it it's so through my good. brain. <laughs> yeah. And then of course, you know, like Peter's pers- 
like pursuing her ultimately leading to the Spider-Man thing and her having a crush on Spider-Man and not quite knowing like, oh, is, is, who is this guy? Cause the kiss scene, the infamous kiss scene, of course. And then the kiss at the end put together, she put it together like, oh my gosh. So good. He's Spider-Man. Yeah. It was, it was so just incredibly good. well done. And of course the music by, uh, by, um, young Danny, Danny, Danny Elfman. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know the the entire suite of the first film, and then going into the second film, like incredible. Because then it's it's kind of interesting, you know. It's kind of like we said she she had a rough start trying to get yes into acting, right? And now that really she, and now rough. she's like the and then star of this play, yeah. But Toby's trying to balance being a good boyfriend, but also yeah. be Spider Man, yeah, exactly. Okay. And then she just pretend. And then she gaslights him even more. But she's dating John Jameson in the second film. Yes. And she gets engaged to John Jameson. Yes. In the yeah. So they added that whole layer of drama uh, <laughs> to the two of them because yeah, because what, what's a good what's a good superhero film without exactly some, like love drama, right? Yeah. And then of course, the last film kind of bringing them together in a much more mature way from compared to the first film. Yeah. You know, they've already, what is Pete still in college? Has he already passed college? I don't remember if he's in college anymore. It's a great question. Right? I forget. Like, I, I forget. I just work, know he's working for the bugle. He's working at the bugle yeah. in, in a suit. So I'm kind of like, I think he's past college at that point. Maybe. But of course the unfortunate downfall of, of Harry Osborne and his drug addiction. And then, Avenge me! Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Um, but a mostly happy ending for Pete and MJ at the end of that, where yeah. she finally accepts his proposal. That is the first, also the first movie where I was like, "Oh, hmm. this the hero's gonna die here." Oh. Like when 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 Pete was getting pounded by pause was getting pounded by Sandman yeah. when he was stuck on the yeah on that um steel like rig yeah i was like i was like oh yeah he might yeah like we might lose spider-man here i was like this is a third movie like we might lose him and then venom on top of that i know the black suit oh yeah it was like next level for sure iconic iconic (laughs) super duper iconic um yeah they had a great run as far as kirsten dunst uh is concerned but there is another aspect to the mj history and that is in michelle jones watson Woo! portrayed by is she a wifey is she one of your she wifeys? is now <laughs> one of jeffrey's wifey's zendaya don't Amazing. worry it's only like there's only like three main ones <laughs> Gemma chan elizabeth olsen okay four it's <laughs> Gemma Chan, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen Zendaya. Haley, Zendaya. Haley. Oh, Haley Seinfeld. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but yeah, so so Michelle Jones Watson. Um, and so we first meet this MJ uh, in John Watts' 2017 Spider-Man Homecoming. And then we last saw her in 2021. It's already been two years since Spider-Man No Way Home. Whoa. Which is wow. kind of trippy. Oh my God. Two freaking years. Wow. Almost three. Two? Th- two. Almost two. Sorry. But yeah. that's still. Still, yeah. It feels like it was last year. It feels like, like it no, was, like, it was this monumental, two years ago. like, oh. Yeah. And so, yeah, she was introduced immediately as Michelle. And we went the entire first film 
thinking she's this M- Michelle character. Yeah. Michelle. Who the heck is Michelle? And then at the very end, we get the we get the bite. It's like, like M- Michelle, but my friends call me MJ. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> you should see her face. I was like, oh! <laughs> when they dropped that, I was like, oh my god like and i said it out loud i said it very much out loud. i was like did they really what? was it was it was it like a, a did we watch together no i don't i don't think so i don't think so, no, we I don't think no, we so. was it like a like a, a scream of like oh my god or like oh my god it was a little bit of both <laughs> admittedly it was a little bit of both because i i really liked michelle like i thought she was a great character yeah but i was also kind of like Damn, that means like the traditional, quote unquote, the traditional version of the character uh, was not going to transpire because you really do get a sense of how that character is very quickly. Like she's not, she is not an aspiring actor. She's not um, yeah. like this bubbly, like fun loving, extroverted girl. She's actually the opposite. The opposite she's very yeah. introverted, very not of the popular group. And I was like, this is an interesting take. And so... I was excited in that I thought they had introduced a new character that was going to Entirely. Be, yeah. But by looping it into MJ, I was like, okay, I get it. It's because it's a Pete and MJ. Like, <laughs> fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I accepted it. But but yeah, it, it was, I will say it was absolutely clever that they did it that way. You know what I mean? Like, because it is, it, I, I get why people are like, oh man, I wanted Mary Jane. It's like, okay, I get it. But this is a great case of like, there can be an MJ and she doesn't have to be Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. And I think Zendaya obviously is incredible. She's What if Zendaya actor. dyes her hair red again? I, she looked great with red hair. Yeah. She did, I thought she was going to have it in the movie because of that, but uh, they didn't do it. So I was like, oh, interesting. Or, or maybe for the second trilogy, it's... Yeah. I mean, we'll see. This is just, this is just like a fever dream t- speaking. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, yeah. it's like Pete is in college and yeah. he's trying to win win MJ over again. Yeah. You know, da da da. da. But yeah. then he meets Gwen, <laughs> and then now, and, but like like Gwen wants him, yeah. but he wants MJ. But MJ doesn't want anything to do with Pete. But Pete yeah. is like, oh my god, like we were so in love. Yeah. But then Gwen is like, but me. Oh no, man, it's gonna be Felicia Hardy. I'm cool. Or Fel- I'm, I'm cool with that oh, too. Yeah, I think. Oh my Felicia god, Hardy. I love the black cat. Oh <laughs> uh, yep, that's my girl. That's my oh other girl. Oh my god! Shout out of, to the Spider-Man game. <laughs> it's kind of like if you put the trio in front of me, right? I was like, "Love you, not you. Love you." <laughs> <laughs> when it came to the three of them, I don't know. It's just a personal preference. But yeah, I think I don't think they're gonna do. I don't think they're gonna introduce her at all. I, I- think they're just gonna have Felicia and MJ if they do this if they continue no Gwen no Gwen I think the Gwen thing they're that's a Miles Morales thing it's a Miles they're Morales they're gonna keep her there that's an ASM thing yeah like I think they might yeah exactly ASM I think Emma Stone like not to veer off into Gwentland but I think Emma made such a profound yeah. like statement as that character killed it they can't they can't do it again so they're like okay okay we'll stop going backwards let's just move forward <laughs> and go into felicia hardyland but but yeah so this mj still had some similarities to mary jane watson in that she came from a broken home um and you know we're going to talk about mary jane's dad a little bit uh in a second but um MJ's dad apparently just dipped out 
uh, when she was a child, when she was growing up a ba- as a baby, and it it was just she and her mom, and he didn't re-enter the picture until about the high school age. And so that mm. kind of contributes to why she is the way she is, I guess. Yeah. And she mentions it in the film. She's like, yeah, my dad, like, you know, it's not so great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and And that's why she did not like being regarded as Watson. And why she liked to only oh, because be that's known, her dad's. Yeah, that's her dad's last name. So she only liked to be called Michelle Jones, aka MJ. I mean, yeah, that was kind of like similar to Kirsten Dunst's. Yeah, it's, a broken it's very home. Similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dad is a, an alcoholic, and and you can tell they just don't get along. So, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how they did, after all, and especially in retrospect, really have the two of them, like kind of be pretty parallel in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um. And so <laughs> people, many people ask like, okay, well, what's the deal? Does that mean there's no Michelle Jones in the comics? And does she even have a counterpart if she's not Mary Jane? Well, the answer is yes and no. <laughs> because um, I remember when it was revealed that Michelle Jones was MJ, I was like, oh, wait, you know, I'm curious if there is a comic book version and there's a character that some people speculate that MJ is kind of based off of, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And so on the comic book side of things, there is a character named Michelle Gonzalez and Michelle with one L. Um, So weird. Yeah. So while there's no direct correlation with Michelle Jones, um, Michelle Gonzalez uh, was kind of the same. She's kind of a spitfire who kind of like, you know, goaded like Peter all the time. Yeah. (laughs) And like, you know, yeah, she's always breaking his balls. And, uh, the scenario was essentially that Peter had a roommate, and uh-huh. this is all post-college. He's already a businessman and stuff. He had a roommate. That roommate had a brother, a sister, and that was Michelle. And she came to live with them for a little bit uh, just to kind of save money on bills and watch her brother and stuff because the brother was um, an NYPD officer, ironically enough. So yeah. an NYPD officer in the same apartment as Spider-Man uh, and then you throw a sister in it. It kind of made situations weird. Uh, yeah, super weird. Awkward. So long story, not so short. Um, the two eventually had a one night stand and then she moved out. So <laughs> it didn't quite end up like Michelle Jones, but if you're going to pick anybody, she might be a little bit of, of that mix. Um, and so from that, we'll go into family, friends, and affiliations. And and easily said, many, many, many of MJ's friends have also become live, love interests. So, uh, it, you know, obviously it makes for good drama. So we're just going to discuss um, a couple of her friends, but mostly her family, starting with Philip and Madeline Watson, who are her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Philip was a teacher. They moved around quite a bit as a result for, for whatever reason. And then somewhere down the line, her parents split, um, and so MJ, her mom and her older sister all stuck together while the father went elsewhere. And, uh, they, they kept on sort of the tradition of moving from place to place. And at one point they ended up at, um, Aunt Anna's place, Anna Watson's place. And she lived next to May and Ben Parker. Wow. Yeah. And so somewhere down the line, uh, MJ's mom passes away. Uh, and then that's the very moment that MJ really sought out to pursue her dream of being an actor. Um, 
Whereas in the cinematic universe side, so we do meet Philip Watson. He's the guy portrayed by Tim DeZarn in the original Spider-Man, like you mentioned. He's like like a small piece of that film. He comes out in a wife beater. Uh-huh. Or, a, sorry, A-shirt. <laughs> they call it an A-shirt now. Oh. Yeah, he comes out in an A-shirt and uh, he's like, clearly drunk yeah and i don't remember what he says to her but he's like garbling he's like yelling at her and you only see him once more in the rest of the trilogy but he's Pretty mentioned much, yeah. it a few times yeah. yeah so um so again needless to say in cinematic universe he's also quite i don't know he's pretty abusive and he uh you know hardly Either of them hardly had any film counterparts. Um, Madeline is never shown on screen at all. And again, Philip is only in it for those few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, as for Michelle, like, yeah, we just get the oral backstory. She lives with her mom. Her father wasn't in his in her life. And that was it. That they don't, they don't really embellish on, on her parents at all. Um, and so, yeah, in the comic books, MJ does have an older sister named Gail. Uh... Pretty much, she's just older sister, single mom, and she hasn't had the best of luck. She's been in prison. She's been blamed for crimes, what have you. There's not much to her else. Otherwise, like they don't really show her at all. No MCU counterpart. Neither does Aunt Anna, who is, again, she's Aunt May's best friend and, and partially the reason that Peter and MJ get together at all. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really interesting because, like, yeah, they don't really introduce... A lot of Aunt May's like peripheral characters, right? No, like it's she's really just Aunt no, May. She's just Aunt May. <laughs> yeah, and then um, yeah, none of them, huh? Even all three of them, of course, uh, portrayed by Rosemary Harris. Who happy belated birthday? She yeah. just turned ninety-five. <laughs> yes, uh, and then Sally Fields in in the in the Andrew Garfield films, and then of course Marissa Tomei. Um, Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei, man. Ugh. Fine wine. <laughs> um, and so for Aunt May in the comics, there's nothing super duper outstanding between Mary Jane and Aunt May. Like, mm -hmm. it is exactly what you would expect. Like, they have interactions and stuff. Um, but, 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 she has played relatively significant parts in their story. Uh -huh. One of which, and I know you know about this one, is the 2007's One More Day storyline. Do you remember what this one was one about? One More Day. Oh my gosh. And so this is one where Spider-Man or Peter Parker, I don't remember which one he was at the time, is going about his business. A sniper tried to kill him. Yes. And they hit, they hit Aunt May. Yes. And so she's about to die. And then Mephisto of course. comes into the picture and he's like, do you want a bargain? That <laughs> was the worst friggin' yeah, in and the so, world. And so Spidey was like, if you want my soul, you can save it. And he's like, oh, no, no. I want something better. And so he, he bargains for Peter and MJ's love, which is apparently one in a million per generation. It's dark. Super duper dark. And so... Peter and MJ inevitably take the deal. And at the cost of their future, the cost of their future children, everything. And so that's like the biggest, biggest, biggest. I mean, Aunt May has come to close to death like 500 times of in course. the comics. But this is the most crucial one because they really like significantly like it's a very, very emotional arc. It's like I think it's only 
four or seven issues long. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's the way that J. Michael Straczynski wrote it was so heartbreaking because they really do realize like they love each other so much that, but, and, and Mary Jane almost kind of like questions him. She's like, is it time to let her go? And Peter's not ready. Damn. So he chose Aunt May over MJ and their future, essentially. And MJ accepts it, but they're both also so confident that they're gonna fall that they'll fall for each other again. Which is something that's kind of like Mm -hmm. you kind of wonder, like, is is MJ and Tom Holland's That's kind of like, yeah. Right? Like, so you're saying Mephisto is gonna finally make his appearance? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that would be kind of like the way to bring him out, right? Like, huh. How could he? Uh, yeah, but it, it, they have that that again. They have that sort of similarity, and that it's always it's always about their relationship. It's always about the love, the connection that these two have. And so, so again, you know, Aunt May in the films, she's pretty much a support system. Doesn't have as much of a crazy relationship with MJ and either one of them really. Like she's like, oh dear, would you like some cupcakes? Whatever the heck she says, and that's about it in the first first film, first three films. And then MJ, Marissa Tomei, and Zendaya don't really have anything other than the fact that she's constantly battling with the fact that, oh my gosh, is my nephew having sex? <laughs> Which is kind of funny. That was pretty funny. I that, like, that, that, that. Those scenes are amazing. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. So, so they don't really they don't really cross over too hard um, in in the films, at least not yet. And then there's Ned Leeds. Uh, not too much to say on the comic book side. Uh, other than MJ was the maid of honor when he married Betty Brant in the comics. Um, so that's also something that's consistent with the films is that Ned and Betty were together in the Tom Holland films as yes. well. And then uh, we haven't spoken too much about Ned that much in general, but lest we forget, he's the hobgoblin in the comics. True. So we could we could discuss him, but... They just don't have that much in common. Um, and of course, Ned Leeds, portrayed by Jacob Batalon in uh, the films. Uh, again, another support system in NJ's life. Uh, the three of them are like three musketeers. Not much to say otherwise, but they do have a great relationship. And then there's Gwen Stacy. <laughs> um, we've talked about Gwen at, at length in two episodes and then even more. Uh, but in the comics, yeah, they were rivals. They, they were very you know, for lack of a better word, catty with one another. Um, They're besties. What are you talking about? But they were, but they were, they were besties. It's kind of weird how their dynamic was because, you know, MJ is actually even the one who admitted like, no, she was my best friend. Um, But that didn't stop her from always saying like, are you still dating Peter? Because I could date Peter. I would love to see that interaction. (laughs) I, I, I do too. I would love to see like a very, very traditional, but almost... You know, like in a 50s, 60s sense spirit of things. Um, but but yeah, you know, if you want to hear more about Gwen and more about MJ and Gwen, um, check out episodes 23 and 47 for our Gwen Stacy 1 and 2. And then, of course, in the cinematic universe, Gwen Stacy portrayed by Bryce Dallas Howard and then Emma Stone. I forget about that. <laughs> I forget about the Bryce one, man. Because it's so, it's so quick. Yeah. But like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. and But also, I think it's also that she was just so different. Yes. She was portrayed very differently. She was. Yeah, and so 
and again, we've, we've discussed this in the Gwen Stacy episodes, but you know, we only really got to see these two on screen with in Spider-Man three, um, where, where, yeah, Gwen was quite different. She was a fax machine model and she was very peppy and she was rich and, uh, it just gave a different vibe than the Emma Stone version, which I felt was more accurate in a modern day sense. Um, but that all said, I mean, again, MJ has had a lot of friends, but a lot of those friends are also love interests. Of course. <laughs> what good is a story without a love interest? You know. So first on the list that we'll actually talk about, Flash Thompson. Uh, in the comics, it's hardly a notable love affair for MJ, but definitely one that existed early in the college years. Mm. Um, because you do have to remember, in the comics, Pete and MJ didn't meet until they were in college. <laughs> versus it's all been high school all cinematic yeah they meet in high school the closest we've gotten is the the mcguire ones when he's already they're already in college well she doesn't even go to college i don't think i think she just straight went to to acting so what about garfield's because the the graduation right oh but she's not there i'm getting girls mixed up there's no mj (laughs) gosh yeah not officially at least um yeah so yeah so so not much with Flash Thompson in the comics, um, but again, like we mentioned before, portrayed by Joe Manganiello, and then Chris Zilka, so and funny. then most recently Tony Revolori. So funny <laughs> uh, in the films, and so again, not much to say. They, they they've kind of always had that weird dynamic where it's like, sure, they're friends, but yeah, I feel like the Kirsten Dunst MJ was actually kind of dating. Flash Thompson? Yes, that one's seen more yeah. real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something, something. Yeah. Even if he was only in it for so long. Let, what did she say? What did she say? Leave him alone, Flash. Right? <laughs> 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 that was good, yeah, that was good. <laughs> you, could hear, you could see the face that she makes. Leave him alone, Flash. Leave him alone. <laughs> the hand toss. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um... And then, of course, there's Harry Osborn, a.k.a. the Green Goblin. Uh, so during the old days, uh, the, 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 the Fab Four, as we would call them, they used to all double date. So it would be Pete and, Pete and Gwen and then Harry and MJ, which was kind of weird because they were dating, but not dating, but dating, but not dating. Um, it was kind of just like, well, why not? <laughs> yes. Know? Yeah. And it was, it was, again, on MJ's end to make Peter jealous. Because he was so involved with Gwen that she was like, I'll do anything <laughs> just to get some attention. Um, but, if you know, in the comics, very similarly to the cinematic universe, after after Norman Osborn dies, Harry spiraled and he he did veer off into a very taboo um, world where he dabbled in drugs. And it was a bad it was a bad uh, era for for the character. Um, and he almost killed Pete and MJ in the comics as the Green Goblin many times. Um, but, you know, after MJ found out and they were officially dating, she was like, nope, not going to do this anymore. <laughs> Problematic red flag. Whereas it was kind of the same in the films. Like they were getting close. And then she just kind of like after he started to get all crazy and the apple pie weirdness. <laughs> I, I will never forget James Franco for that. Like, so how's your pie? What does he say? Delicious or something. Oh, yeah. So no, he goes, 
so good. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so creepy. It's yeah, that was so like, I remember being, I remember, watch, I remember watching that movie and I was like, oh my yeah. god, oh my god, yeah. The, I I haven't seen Spider Man three in so long. Yeah, but I just remember like the dynamic between. MJ and Harry was like not good. Yeah. It was not well, not that it was good with anybody, with him and anybody really. But um but yeah, again, J- portrayed by James Franco and then Dane DeHaan in Andrew Garfield's films. Um again, two other, two very different versions of the character in in some sense, but they had the same basis, I guess, in that they were the rich the rich son and only son of Mr. Norman Osborn. Um and then that leaves James, John James, uh, John, 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 I always John Jingleheimer Schmidt, <laughs> Johan, <laughs> John Jameson in the comics, absolutely no romantic relationship whatsoever. He was also the man wolf. Let me just oh, say, wow. yeah, he's a werewolf in the comics. Uh, whereas in the film, um, he is only in one film portrayed by Daniel Gillies in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> and as iconic as ever, J. Jonah Jameson's My Son, the Astronaut. Big party for an American hero. My Son, the Astronaut. My Son. That's good. That was good. That was good. That was good. It's so funny. That was really good, actually. My Son, the Astronaut. Um, yeah, it's so he's, he, yeah, he's the successful option available to MJ that is a successful adult in swords. And he's like a very different contrast compared to Peter. Yes. Peter's running around trying to deliver pizza to pizza time. To what's her face? The Deschanel. <laughs> her yes. sister. Yeah. Emily Deschanel. Oh my God. Yeah. And then failing and then, you know, barely making rent. And he won't pay his rent till they fix that damn door. You'll get this right when you fix this damn door. <laughs> And then, you know, you have John Jameson is polished and he's in the space program. He's an astronaut. And Dude, he's it's so good. <laughs> Damn. It's <laughs> so good. I swear. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's like way better than mine. And I've done it like multiple times on this fucking, on this pod. I don't think J.K. Simmons understands how much he's affected us. <laughs> He's so truly iconic. Let me tell you, he's a menace, this <laughs> Spider-Man. See, I can't do that one. I can't even. I can't, I can't do that I, one. It sounds like I'm, I'm forced. But it's so, God, it's so menace. good. He's a menace. <laughs> um, Spider-Man, front page, page number four. <laughs> I swear. Friend oh or foe. Yeah. <laughs> we have to cover him something because like, I rewatched just to find the astronaut line. I rewatched like five minutes of J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> and he's so funny, especially Dude, with Ted so Raimi. Because Ted Raimi is his like a, his office assistant. Oh right? yeah. And he would come as like, um, JJ, we would need to we need to change the pages on the same. No! Get me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. <laughs> man. <laughs> Jeffrey Stein. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> this might be the best one yet. 
<laughs> that might be my best voice oh, yet. Oh, God. That's oh, so good. God. Oh, I love There's it. There's something to it, right? Oh, I love it. But yeah, so so John Jameson had all of, what, two scenes in the film? Yeah. One of which was, oh, maybe three. One of which was him escorting MJ somewhere, him watching her at her play. Was that it? And then him being ditched at the altar. Because they were supposed That's to get married. right. And then that whole montage of her giggling in, in slow motion in her wedding dress. Oh, I got to watch this trilogy again. Right? Like, it's like so wild. Oh, it's man. So, it's so, like, in my brain. And, like, the glossy, like, glow. So it's so golden. God. And then just me standing in your doorway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i remember right, that right right and so so that's all he had in the films but it was again an interesting choice because again no correlation in the comics they were just like let's bring in somebody interesting and it was J. jonah jameson <laughs> oh god i have bruce ribs but it oh, hurts so sorry. But it is, but it's fine it's worth god. it Oh, it's so good. Oh, so oh God. God. Uh, and then, of course, that brings us to Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man. Oh, um, yeah. So this is, this is particularly interesting because in the comics, it's, it's ultimately Gwen's death that plays the catalyst, right? That, that really guided MJ to Peter. So they've had this really long, like, it's literally issue, what, 25 until... 121. Yeah. That this is, there's a spectacle of Gwen versus MJ. And so that's what four or five years worth easily mm-hmm. of comic book lore that these two are going at it trying to get to this guy. And so the minute that Gwen dies, you almost also you see a transformation not only in Peter but also MJ. And so MJ was very again extroverted, party girl, loved to be the focus of attention. And so I've mentioned this, I think, in our in our Peter Parker part two, is that when Peter is grieving over the loss of Gwen, yeah. MJ is there with him and she's trying to console him and he completely is like, just go away. Oh my God. He's like, get away from, like, you didn't even like her. You always made fun of her. You didn't accept, like, he was really sticking it to her. Like, everything that he had thought of her yeah. finally came out at that moment. And so MJ was clearly like rattled by it. But as her hand is like on the doorknob and she's going to leave, instead of opening it, she closes it, like it like opening it more. She closes it and she decides to stay and she just quietly grieves with him just to be there with him. And so that point on, she's definitely more serious and she's more poised and she's more of the character that even in the films, at least Kirsten Dunst, you start to see, like, ah, this is this is who the character is. Like, uh, two on. Yeah. Like, the doorway on. That's the MJ in the comics. Like, yeah, she's, uh, okay. she's much more serious, and she, she considers other people more than herself. Finally. Finally. It's like three movies, but yeah. here we are. That's, a, that's the character. That's yeah. the character. You know, it, it, it takes a lot to get her to that point. And and in the comics, unfortunately, it was at the expense of her best friend, so to speak. Um, and so in the comics, as the two got more serious, Peter Peter does eventually propose to her. She says no the first time. 
He he did like the a cracker jack box with the ring inside, and she's like, no. <laughs> and then he finally does it again later on down the line, and she finally accepts. And then they get married like on the steps of I forgot some government building, and her uncle is like officiating the wedding. But fun fact, despite her essentially knowing Peter since he was Spider-Man, yeah. and knowing that he sp- Peter was Spider-Man from the get-go, yeah. it's not the knowledge of her knowing that Peter and Spider-Man are the same per- person isn't revealed until Amazing Spider-Man 257 released in 1984. Wow. 20 years yeah. after her, de- her debut. That's crazy. 20 freaking years. So which is essentially four or five years in their lifetime. Yeah. But imagine that she goes time, that yeah. entire time because it the, the whole shtick is that <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's kind of like what I think, I think it was Doc Ock. Doc Ock figured it out the same way. You see Peter Parker walk in, but you see Spider-Man walk out. So MJ living next door saw Peter come home frantically one day but saw Spider-Man leave the window and she was like, oh, he's Spider-Man. <laughs> so they kept it going for 20 years and she developed a crush on Spider-Man knowing that Peter was like, oh, she likes Spider-Man. What do I do? But I can't. I can't put her in danger. It's right. Yeah. It's the, right, it's the wrong it's, thing to do. Yeah, exactly. I have to protect her. I have to protect her. I can't. Great power, responsibility. Blah blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so, so it didn't occur in the comics until 20 years later that, you know, like, hey, by the way, I know that's you. And so I don't even remember. It's like MJ, Zendaya's MJ. I was about to say, when does Zendaya say? Because I know at the very end of number it's in, one. Um, it's in Far From Home. It's Far From Home. So the second one, yeah, because at the end of number one, you almost think it's going to happen. Yeah. She's like, why are you in a rush, Peter? Yeah. Where are you going, Peter? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, and then, she's so good. Yeah, and then the second movie, Pete's like, he's like, oh, MJ, I have to tell you something. Well, oh, that you're Spider-Man. He's what? what, what yeah. What? Oh, I, I, I know. I, I know you're Spider-Man. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Donald Holland! I swear. Oh my gosh. Sidebar, related but not related. Did you see the footage of them at the Taylor Swift show or Beyonce show? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Goated. They're so cute. I'd be Tom Holland too if I was dating Zendaya. They're so cute. I'd be like, ooh, who are they screaming for? Like, is it me? Oh, shoot, and it is me. Oh, yeah. Uh, following her around, re- recording everybody. Same. So cute. Um, but yeah, so so it was very interesting that she kind of just says it. Because I feel like Mary Jane didn't really... How did... It, oh, yeah, she, she, re, she kind of realizes because of the kiss... But she doesn't... I don't remember how she finds out. out. Ooh, I forget. Yeah, I don't I remember that part. It has to be... Oh, yes, I remember now. Because when Doc Ock had them all... All over? Yeah, and he had Aunt May and MJ was in there and the explosion was about to go out. No, maybe it's just MJ and Peter. And the explosion was going to happen and... Pete takes his mask off and he turns around and MJ is like, oh my gosh, it's you. And I remember- this it, in, Oh, this is the second one. In the Daka. second one, yes. Oh yeah, when, oh, when the thing's about to fall. Yeah. And she's, and he's like, hey. And then he does the, the, the scream too. Oh yeah, he's like, this, <laughs> this is kind of heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And he's like, ah! Yeah. I can't even do it. Oh, gosh. But the funny thing, I mean, it's not funny, but the, the reason why I remember that scene so distinctly is because they did a cinematic error where they must have filmed it one, like, one mirror version. Yeah. Because Tobey Maguire has a very distinct, like, thing under his eye. Uh-huh. And you can tell it's flipped because it's on the opposite side. And that's how I remember that scene. Is because it's like ingrained in my memory the because more you of know. that. Right? They did in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as well. But um, but yeah, they, th- that's when she finds out. And so she, she didn't allude as hard as Michelle Jones did. Michelle mm. Jones was like too smart. Too smart. She knew what, she knew what was happening. But uh, I have to ask. Which duo's dynamic did you like more? <laughs> Oof. Well, I mean, T- Toby and Toby and Kirsten are just like iconic. Iconic. But then you know, now that you, you rewatch it, like I said at the top of the show, like, yeah. it's very gaslighty. <laughs> um, I mean, you have Tom and Zendaya, and like they're an actual couple now. Yeah. And, you know, and they're still a couple. Still That's a couple. The That's the most thing. important part. Yeah. I don't remember how long Emma and Andrew were together. They definitely dated. I want to say seven. Yeah. So so it's like crazy. They, they got to beat seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, I might have to just slide out Tom and Zendaya just a little bit more over. <laughs> just because I know it's like not like the dynamic we're used to you're used to seeing like sure a redhead and yeah whatever but like i think either their dynamic their their team they're like they work together mm-hmm. instead of like you know zendaya gaslighting tom <laughs> so, only a little bit but a little in, bit but in, like in a playful it's a way different way yeah yeah different vibe for yeah. sure yeah i don't know i don't know because like it would be easy to say that you treat them as two different couples because sure. they technically are but I don't know. Maybe I would say the same actually, because they it is very endearing, right? Yes. And I guess that's that was a strong point because you know me, I'm like put Peter Parker in college already. But it'll happen. <laughs> the strength of having him in high school and making it very puppy lovish is something that they would not have gotten if they aged them up, um, and put them in adult scenarios because it's like you like you said like. To, to to see the MJ versus Gwen thing would be really interesting and, and kind of fun in a weird way. Yeah. But it loses the charm that Tom Holland's films has. Yeah. And that's what makes him lovable as a character because he is so endearing and awkward and he quite hasn't quite found his footing, but he's has enough of it to get him through things. Um, but of course, obviously, in the, by the next film, knock on wood... He will be so seasoned, like it'll be true, like peak Spider-Man. Like I, I high key want to see that, and I do want to. And he'll finally be in college. But they did it the right way. They didn't fast forward like they did in the first film, yeah, and the first Andrew Garfield film, you know, like or second one where they just kind of, yep, he's in college now, <laughs> like Hail Mary. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it. You'll get your yeah. wish, Die. You'll get your I wish. Want it. But there is. Uh, one more love interest before we move on. And it is a character named Paul Rabin. And so this is another very, very new facet of Mary Jane. Um, A complicated story that began in an arc known as Marked. 
And so long story short, the crew, you know, this is like Peter and, and co, encountered uh, this Mayan god of mischief, Wayeb or Wayep. Uh, and then Peter and, and MJ were transported to an alternate dimension where they met a man named Paul. And so uh, there's this whole thing where they're battling the, 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 the god Pete gets transported back to Earth 616. Mm-hmm. MJ is stuck in that alternate universe. And then, like all things, she and Paul fall in love. Mm. So they even get they get married and they adopt two children named Owen and Romy. <laughs> and then basically Ish goes down. Like Paul ends up being the son of the emissary that's responsible for conjuring Wayeb. They go to battle. MJ debuts these powers. So she has these powers. She ends up getting powers in the comics. It's very interesting, but this is the same story that was linked to the whole Kamala Khan died. Oh, so this is where she died. Oh my God. It's in this storyline. And so, yeah, it's packed. It's like really packed to the gills. And then the children are erased from existence right before Paul's eyes. So it's this big old bundle of drama. If you want to read it, please go read it. Go ahead. People hate it. Like capital H hate it because once again, it's like, I don't know if they hate it because of the, they're splitting up MJ and Peter or the fact that MJ had somebody else, but, but it was not popular, not a popular I story. Mean, <laughs> yeah. And so yes. of course, Paul Rabin, uh, he's way too new to have an MCU counterpart. So, but I mean, God knows who knows if we'll see him in the future. Um, and so then we'll move on to notable adversaries. So full disclosure, she's like many of the other characters that get caught in the crosshairs of main hero's adversaries. Uh, but by proxy, MJ has had conflict with practically everyone in Spider-Man's rogues gallery, including, but hardly limited to, the Sinister Six, Superior Spider-Man, that's always a fun one, <laughs> Paper Doll, and even some of Iron Man's enemies. Um, MJ has this entire, it was a more modern, uh, storyline introduced, I want to say in the late tens. Uh-huh. And she actually began working at Stark Industries. Wow. She was basically the new Pepper Potts. Oh. Yeah. Because wow. <laughs> the, the scenario was that MJ became like a successful club owner at one point, named, named the club jackpot. Shock. Wow. <laughs> Oh my God, I wonder Jack, why. But, oh my God, yeah, who would have known? <laughs> and so in in the midst of some battle, Iron Man accidentally blew it up. Of course. And so as a peace offering, he was like, how about I give you a job? <laughs> and she declined it at first, but uh, she inevitably took it because the money was too good, obviously. Of course. And then, of course, you know, she and Tony kind of... Uh, Gross! Yes, but no. Yes, but no. <laughs> but sure. Yeah. Um... And so the same goes for the film adaptations as far as the villains go. Uh, And, you know, of course, very quickly, she encountered the Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Sandman, Venom, Green Goblin 2, Vulture, Mysterio, and Electro in the films. Um, Yeah, is that it for the... Yeah, that's everybody. Holy smokes. Um, But then, of course, in the comics, there's also Felicia Hardy. Uh, but we we need not go there. Uh, they do also have a comic book title, a short series called Black Cat and Mary Jane. So go get you some. Uh, it's interesting. And so, uh, I didn't really want to talk about Felicia too much. Like we don't even have an MCU Felicia. Yeah, I need more of her though, but I love her in the game. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, that one's like the best one. Like, trust me. 
best Felicia Hardy so there good. is. Best. It's like weirdly attractive. Too. <laughs> I mean, she's oh, she's great. <laughs> she's I mean great. that that joke in like the in, the in the games where it's like where Pete's like. Damn, do I have a kid with you? I know. <laughs> I was I like, damn, lo- Pete. Well, it said everything about Peter Parker. Like, oh, really? Peter oh, Parker. Is that how you go? I was like, dang. You got MJ <laughs> like locked down, but you were messing around with yeah. Felicia? The older girl. Wow. And so, again, like, I don't know that we discussed her too much in the Peter ones because there was, again, we've had Felicity, Felicity uh, Jones as Felicia in mm. Amazing Spider-Man. But, um we don't have a proper Felicia Hardy, so we don't ever really talk about her that much. But that is so iconic. Like the fact that she that's that's how she is. I love she's I'm, I'm, manipulative. I'm glad I got that DLC. <laughs> it's the best thing. Yeah. I that was the most enjoyable. It was so fun. Me. It was so good. So fun. I was like this I was like, the sexual tension <laughs> it's is <palpable>. so high. <laughs> you can cut this with a dull knife. Yeah, like, <laughs> shit. I was like, bro. And I don't I did they update his face? Like, if you were to play the DLC oh, now, is a great. But I think most he's mostly. But you don't even see. No, he's yeah. mostly talked to Felicia in in, in, in mask. In, in mask. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, never mind. Because that would be weird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Oh, loved that DLC. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I could use a little more Felicia Hardy. We'll see if uh, Sydney Sweeney ends up being the character. Didn't they say like what character she was? Did they? They did. Did they? I think so. Oh, because they showed pictures of her being all nerded up and stuff. Yeah. Did they? Did they really though? Because they. This is what I don't trust them because they pulled the same card with with Zendaya and they're like she's not MJ or they said she's not Mary Jane, but of course she was she, technically true, but she was still MJ. She said it says that that she'll be debuting as Spider Woman. Oh, so she Jessica Drew, maybe weird i don't know about that or no she can't possibly be the other one no i guess we'll find out guess we'll find out but anyway thanks i hate it she (laughs) would she would have been yeah she would have been a better felicia hardy but i do kind of believe that she would be spider woman first but again maybe one day we'll actually be able to talk about felicia hardy at length until then we have comics Wow, great reflexes. And so as far as aesthetic goes, two words, redhead. Yes, sir. Is that one word or two? <laughs> no, redhead? No, I think it's two. I think it's that's two. Your, that's yeah, great. That's a great question. Um, so she's always had a very specific vibe about her. She, MJ's very casual. She's pretty easygoing. They always wanted to depict her as a wild girl. You know? Sure. And then, like, one was always the proper one. It's like, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> Speak your truth, guy. I know. But thankfully, they've kind of, like, especially with the Tony Stark era. Yeah. They really polished her up. And, like, it's like, just let go of your teenage fantasy boys. Let, like, let the woman, sure. you know, become a woman. And so, um, of course, in the films, MJ kind of fit the bill of the casual sort of relaxed look and then they even gave her again the, the, the homage colors to Gwen Stacy but graduated her to more of her own style um very quickly and then uh MJ as well she's pretty pretty casual all the time like she only got fancy once when she wore a dress and she felt like a real girl 
<laughs> Zendaya played that very well. She was very tomboy, which was interesting. But you know, in the in the in overall, like MJ, yeah, if you were to kind of showcase her, she is kind of like more of a I don't want to say tomboy, but she's she's a guy's girl. Yeah. If you will. Um and then again, Jackpot is so new, but they just uh feed, they just debuted her official outfit, which I put in our doc. See. Jeff, yeah, and so yeah, the colors are very much like the personality with the gold accents. She's she's fiery red. She's got a bit of you know like power, passion, love look to her, with a with a hint of of you know drip, <laughs> glimmer. Yeah. Um, designed by artist Umberto Ramos, who is the co-creator of Silk, and uh, he's a long-standing Spider-Man artist. And the suit, ironically enough, is given to her by Felicia Hardy the black cat wow. in their series. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about more about jackpot next uh, because powers and paraphernalia, you know, again, for most of her canonical history, MJ has not had powers whatsoever conducting as a human, natural human being, uh, you know, even for comics. However, because every character gets some sort of upgrade at some point to remain relevant, mm -hmm. MJ is officially embarking in a new territory as Jackpot, even wielding this like techno wristwatch thing. So it's like like different from the the picture above, she has it started as like a wristlet uh -huh. that had like a thing across the knuckles. Uh, and it was oh. like a really like it's like a 1.0 version that like would Tony would make, right? And so she happened upon this apparatus. I, I think it's in the alternate universe. I'm not sure. I don't remember. And so basically, once it's triggered, yeah, a hologram pops up in the fashion of a slot machine. And it goes, ding, ding, ding. Of course. Jackpot. <laughs> yeah. You died. <laughs> <laughs> they're, really, they're really harping on it. Um, and so when the mechanism is triggered, yeah, it renders a random power. So she can't even control what power uh, she gets. So it's a randomizer. So That's interesting. Yeah, one, one day she might get like the power of gravity. The next day she might be a pile of sludge. <laughs> the next day she could be Spider-Man. It's just on account of the wristlet. Yeah. So still new. Still wondering where that's going to go, wondering how long it'll stay. We'll know shortly, I'm sure. Uh, depends how successful it is. But in the meanwhile, in the films, she is completely, completely, completely normal. Aside the fact uh, we're in Across the Spider-Verse, we do see the variant of Mary Jane. Yeah. Who is Spinneret. Uh, and we'll talk about her in a second. But first, are you ready for your one and only? Oh, no. Pop quiz. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is a fun one. So, you know, we've talked about variants that come from Spider-Ham's universe. <laughs> okay. Like Penguin Stacy and Mooster Fantastic and stuff like that. Damn it. Peter okay. Porker. I see where this is going. <laughs> this is multiple choice. Which of the following is not a real variant. Not a real variant. I, I, I always get these wrong. Of, okay. Of MJ in the animal universes. Is it? How many are there? There's four? There's four. Mary Crane Watso. 
Sure. Mary Jane Walrusson. Okay. Mary Jane Water Buffalo. Or Mary Jane Watsar. Watsar? Like a dinosaur. Oh my God. <laughs> dinosaur. Uh, nyar. <laughs> watched like jurassic park for the 30th anniversary in theaters oh my god i was like wow and jeff Goldblum releases dinosaur different and he's like dinosaurs <laughs> dinosaurs so mary, mary crane watson mary crane watso mary jane mary jane walrison walrison mary jane water buffalo yeah or mary jane watsar they're all so crazy like you it's like someone they all sound awful someone wrote those options down on a whiteboard. Yeah. And I was like, what are we going to give Mary Jane's alter ego in the animal universe? You're right. Man, oh my gosh. Mary Crane Watso? <laughs> what the hell? Like, why'd you have to change Watso? Like, can it just be Watson? Because I think it's a bird thing. Because Crane also. Oh. Yeah. I mean, okay, I guess. <laughs> what if I was just Crane? Crane. Oh, yeah, as I know, that's what I thought too. Mary Crane. Mary Wal- Mary Jane Walrison. Yeah. What? I mean, I guess. Water <laughs> Water Buffalo gets me because they're like, screw it, like just Water Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think also they wanted to draw, like maybe. Like her as a Water like, Buffalo. If you think of how they would interpret each version. And the last one was Mary Jane. Watsar. Watsar. What's our? What's our? What's our? I feel like, dude, like, oh God, the the dinosaur, the dinosaur one is like so lazy. <laughs> you just think what's our? I would say the water buffalo one was. That one, they're lazy. both equally as lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's our? Yeah. Water buffalo. Yeah. Final answer. My my gut says water buffalo, just because it's kind of like. Yeah. All right, you didn't even like try. <laughs> that is. Incorrect. I never get any of these. <laughs> That's actually the, the Mary Crane Watsow, Jer- Mary Jane Water Buffalo, and Mary Jane Watsow are all real characters. It's the walrus. It's the walrus in one. Shouldn't know because <laughs> there's no T in it. It was right there though. Like they could have done that, but instead they did Water Buffalo. <laughs> I don't know. These but guys yeah. are insane. So, so it's that. That's funny. Um, so those are three variants of Mary Jane Watson. However. Um, as I previ- previously mentioned, there's the Mary Jane of Earth 18119. Uh, and in this Earth, Mary Jane and Peter got married and more importantly, remained married and had a daughter named Annie. And so um, one of the things that, I mean, we didn't talk about it because it's just so convoluted and it happens all the time. But, yeah. you know, a big portion of of Pete and MJ's lives in the comics is that they they have seen flickers of their future life right and they have met their future daughter in certain scenarios and this is may day parker yeah who's obviously named after aunt may and so she's also she also becomes a spider girl in her own future i mean maybe that's the character that sydney sweeney is playing who knows but (laughs) (laughs) but uh, you know in in very many timelines it's always that they're trying to get pregnant but it doesn't work out she loses the child Mm -hmm. or something happens to decimate the future of their children and so 
the same is consistent with even Owen and Romy, you know, with, with Paul, like she has children, she's a great mother, and then they just disappear into the ether. And so in Earth 18119, thankfully, um, they they successfully have and raised this child, Annie, who is obviously named after Aunt Anna, and um and she takes on the helm as a spider child as well. And she's known as Spiderling. And so the three of them are like a superhero family. And MJ takes on the moniker Spinnerette. Uh. And so her powers, she actually had some sort of powers in the universe. They were based on mimicry. So she could copy Peter's powers. Yeah. And technically be able to be Spider Woman. But it came with... Uh, kind of a defect because as long as she's mimicking him, she's depowering him. So he could be like at 99% power and MJ's at whatever, you know, she's at baseline. Yeah. And the longer she stays powered, the more that she's depowering Peter. So she gets more powerful, but Peter starts to lose his. So that was uh. a huge thing in the books. That was their, dyna- their, their dynamic. And then of course the kid factor, it's cute. I mean, yeah. Wasn't for me, but it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then um she even took on this the Venom symbiote in that universe which made her vulnerable to sonic waves and heat and stuff. The same as it would anywhere else. Um and then of course another version that's very pretty prominent is, is the video game version, Sony Spider-Man Gaming Universe Earth 1048 where she's voiced by Laura Bailey. Um, very prominent voice actor. Uh, and in that game, she's an investigative journalist for the Daily Bugle. Um, and we'll get to see more of her very soon. Yes. Next month, Next actually. month. Yeah. I'm so, I'm literally waiting for that game. <laughs> I'm going to try and finish it before I go to New York, but I don't know how feasible that is. <laughs> like you're going to try to 100% it? Or no, just the story I'm mode? Gonna, I'm going to try and story mode it because I don't want people to ruin it for me. You know what I mean? It's true. But I don't know. I am I am kind of a, I'd like to complete it as I go. So Same. We'll like see. when I have time, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think, I don't think it'll get spoiled too hard. Like whatever. It's fine. Like I, I think I'll be okay. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so we'll probably see more of MJ there. They've also kind of matured her face, I guess, in that yeah. game. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see where that pans out. But personally speaking, one of the most impressionable variants, uh, for Mary Jane is once again, the animated version. So honorable mention for the MJ in the Spider-Man animated universe from the nineties voiced by Sarah Ballantyne. Uh, she's pretty true to the comic version for the most part. She was very, very prominent for me because like that was the, aside the comics here and there, the 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 animated series was so focused on Mary Jane like i think Gwen was maybe in two three episodes but mj but mj was it like she was the girl yeah and so i got a lot of mj in every episode and and i liked her she was she was pretty sassy but again she's very pretty true to the comics too um and then uh, of course there is Spider-Man Miles Morales animated universe version of Mary Jane, Earth 1610B, mm. mostly, where she's voiced by Zoe Kravitz. Wow. Which I feel like people forget yeah. that that's Zoe Kravitz. Um, and again, she has a variety of the facets that are they're pretty much an homage to the classic MJ, as well as some newer nuances. And, and again, the one that we see the most is the one that has a, a child with Peter B. Parker, who I love. Love that one. I love them. Like those two, like that, those, that's one of my favorite Peter and MJs for sure. 
And then almost was. So this is an interesting one because we've avoided talking about her surprisingly throughout the entire show. I thought for sure you would bring her up, but you didn't. And so I'm glad because we can talk about her now. But um, first, before we get into what I was referring to, when it came to Tobey Maguire's trilogy, apparently filmmakers approached Kate Hudson and offered her the part. But she already committed to filming a film called The Four Feathers. Uh, I don't know that film. Clearly, she made the wrong decision. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Although, now I'm trying to imagine Kate Hudson in Kirsten Dunst, and I can't do it. When you just play an iconic role. Can't do it. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else could be that role. And then, uh, aside Kate Hudson, Kate Bosworth auditioned for the for the role, but did not get the part. And then last but not least, Elizabeth Banks also auditioned, but had apparently aged out of the role. So instead she landed the role of Betty Brandt. And so she's Yeah. Miss Brandt. (laughs) So good. Damn. I feel like, oh my God, I should have photos right now. I'm so sorry. It's 20 years of of being exposed to J.K. Simmons, Uh. man. And so, so yeah, so she thankfully landed another role because she was so good and Sam Sam wanted to make sure she was in the film. Uh, and then the big one. So for the Andrew Garfield sequels, Shailene Woodley was cast and filmed in the role of Mary Jane, but was ultimately cut from the final film in Amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, because filmmakers decided there were too many characters in the film. Shock. Because there was like 25. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there were like, Rhino, Gwen, Electro, Scorpion, Fel- Felicity Jones, Goblin. Kind yeah. of Norman Osborn too. And then they talked about, I mean, there was Aunt May, of course. That's crazy. It, it, there was so much. Uh, and so, yeah, rightfully so. They they unfortunately had to make the cut and she was, she was one of them. But... Um, and you know, they wanted to shift her to the third film. Of course it got canned and we got Tom Holland instead. So I think we looked out personally speaking. Um, I'd like to leave that Andrew with the Gwen world. I think they deserve that much. Yeah. Um, but for those who are interested, I did find a clip, which is a, a montage of all the photos that were taken of Shailene Woody, Woodley as MJ. Yeah. And then also has some of the paparazzi footage of her filming with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. So if you want to watch that, I have a link. Um, but yeah, I'll put that in the show notes for those at home. And then for the future of the character in the MCU, Jeff, what do you think? I don't know. I know I know. we talked about this a couple of times, like about when the second Tom Holland trilogy happens. Yeah. It's like, do we want to see even MJ in that one? Yeah. Or are we just like, you know what? Obviously, yeah, it's done with. Yeah. Let's let him move on. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, I would love to see like how it would play out if Tom tries to like win MJ back and mm-hmm. also help Ned remember like, like it's the three of us. Yeah. You know, like yeah, uh, yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I mean I'm I'm literally fifty fifty about. It. I was like, yeah, I would love to see them try to get back together. Mm-hmm. You know, just because it's Tom and Zendaya and they're so they're sure. so good together. But yeah. it's also like, what if Peter needed that? Mm-hmm. 
Like, what if you say, you know what? Start yeah. fresh, start new. Yeah. Like, I'm not part of the Avengers anymore. I'm not. Part, it's just literally, it's just, it's just, just him. me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. his real origin story, like Spider Man origin story. Yeah, exactly. So now he can just start this new life and he goes to college. Yeah. And he meets somebody mm-hmm. that's not named Shwen Shmeishi. <laughs> Or Shalisha Shardy. Shalisha Farty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it could be yeah. anybody that's not like MJ. Like maybe, sure. maybe like at the start of it, he try, he does try, mm-hmm. but at the end of it, he's like, just it's, yeah, it's yeah. just not. Yeah. No, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's very possible that you know, like they they they're always good about giving a twist that is just like oh well, sh- shoot, right? And yeah. So I could I could see them really sticking ground in that. He has recollections of MJ and he's almost like the Andrew Garfield one where he doesn't quite ever move on. He might have some bumps along the way where he does give in and then try to date a little bit. Yeah. But ultimately just never does. Yeah. Um, I personally would like to see MJ at least once more. Sure. But if they like it's either there's no in between. They either get together or it doesn't happen. Yeah. There's nothing in between. And so... I almost, by that logic, don't want to see her. Like, I think they, they cut it at a good point. Yeah. Clearly, it's not ideal, but if that makes room for him to progress as a character and then move on and and mature in a way that he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, that's the Peter Parker way, right? They have to lose something yeah. to really gain whatever they need next in their lives. And so it's like, yeah. Uncle Ben. Aunt May, it's Gwen Stacy. So, so for once, it's Mary Jane. <laughs> he had to lose Mary Jane to actually move on. Yeah. It's so maybe maybe well, that's it. But uh, but yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's the last that we've seen of any iteration of MJ. But sure, but it's also hard to to be like like you have Zendaya and you're feeling we're not going to have her, right? You know, so yeah. there's that aspect of it, right? but. It's just like the, 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 it's the downy effect though, right? It's like, how much more do we want to milk this character before it's just not? Yeah. You know, you got to have Zendaya, Zendaya's doing yeah. big things now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she always has been. She was born doing big things. Exactly. But now it's like, it's, it's yeah. hitting a peak where it's like, sure. But yeah, she's in Spider-Man. Oh, she's, oh, mind you, she's also in Euphoria. Exactly. Oh, also yeah. she's in Dune. Yeah. Exactly. And then right. also, she's also a very successful model. And and artist, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think we're closing the book on her for now, but there's a there's a bookmark. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and so that leaves suggested reading. Uh, I kind of cobbled this list together. It's just the ones that I would just, sure, why not, right off the bat. Uh, like I mentioned, 2022's Black Cat and Mary Jane, Dark Web by Jeb McKay, Vincenzo Caratu, and Brian Reber. Uh, 2002, personal favorite, Spider-Man Blue by Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, and Steve Buccioletto. Um, of course, that gives a little more insight to, it seems like a love story for, for just Gwen, but MJ's very prominent in it. You very, get a very good sense of her character in there and how she matures after the fact in just six issues. Great, great, great read. Um, 
2007's One More Day and 2009's Brand New Day from teams led by J. Michael Straczynski and our homie Dan Slott. Woo! And last but not least, of course, you gotta you gotta tip your hat to the classics. The 1963 run of Amazing Spider-Man Volume One, specifically issue number 42, where she makes her big debut with her face showing, <laughs> which is definitely a must read. And that said, that is the end of the show. Woo. Thanks for listening, guys. Mary Jane! <laughs> Parker. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> oh, it's so, so good. We've not picked our next episode yet. Oh, my gosh. But if timing is correct, we'll be hitting just before Loki. So Ooh. we might surprise you yet. Ooh. So... Jeff and I will talk about it. Ooh. We do have those choices from the uh, polls as well. Yes. But we'll see what happens. Um, for now, a We Are Groot salute to Laura, Katie, Joe, Liz, Ashley, Melanie, Andrea, Ed, Eve, Nats, Claire, Ariel, Robin, Tyler, Jenny, Edgar, Chris, Andrew, and Sherry. Uh, follow us on social, S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. Woo! Once again, thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all in the next one. See you later. Bye. Parker! <laughs> Bye. Can we just like stay up here all day? It is so crazy down there. Wait, this one's good. Some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females, which he used to seduce Jones Watson into oh, his on. cult of Stop. personality. Stop. <laughs> yes, my spider lord. <laughs>